Hello, and welcome to One Real Good Thing, where we dive into one thing you can do today to propel your life in a healthy direction. I'm Ellie Krieger, and in this episode, I'm talking to celebrated dietitian Kathleen Zellman, who is sharing essential information about drinking just in time for the holiday season. Of course, you know it's best to drink in moderation, but what does that actually mean, and how can you make it happen? Listen and find out. Kathleen Zellman, it is so good to have you here. We've oh, known each other for a writing. long time now. And, and it is just, I always admire your work and the work you've done over the years. You're such a role model and such a knowledgeable person, and especially on the topic of spirits and alcohol. Um, I mean, not even especially, you're, you're an expert in so many things, but Excited to talk with you about this because I think as we get into the holiday season, it's very easy to overdo it when it comes to alcohol. It just seems like everything is in position to make you overdo it from these parties you go to and you feel like you need a little social lubrication, right? Or, um, you know, the the glass that keeps getting refilled. Um, I feel like it's, it's really easy to overdo it. And then we inevitably feel it the next day. And then some of the repercussions over time can be even more severe or serious in terms of health repercussions. So thank you for being here to help us get a grip on it all. And well, your, you. <laughs> your, your one real good thing is to get into the spirit of responsible drinking. So tell us, first of all, what does responsible drinking really mean? Like what is responsible drinking? Yeah, well, first, let me say thank you. And, and um, I have mutual admiration for you. I think you're a rock star. So I'm, I'm so honored that you invited me. And, you know, just to be fully disclosed, I am an advisor for the distilled spirit. So I love working with that group because they advocate for responsible drinking. So let's go back and just think about what are the guidelines? Since 1980, the dietary guidelines have been making recommendations about responsible drinking. And they say, ladies, we could have up to one a day. Guys, you can have up to two a day. You can't add them up and have five on Friday if you didn't drink all during the week. This is daily recommendations. And they define a drink equivalent as 1.5 ounces of 80 proof distilled spirits. So that is rum, vodka, gin, whiskey. 1.5 ounces, Ellie, that's three tablespoons. So a measured drink is one thing to keep in mind. It's really important. But another, if you don't drink spirits and you drink beer, then it is 12 ounces of regular beer, or it is five ounces of wine. The wine has a Roughly 12 ounces or 12% alcohol. Beer, regular beer, has roughly 5% alcohol. And that three tablespoons or 1.5 ounces has 40% alcohol. But whether you choose the cocktail, the beer, or the glass of wine, they all have the same amount of alcohol. The, it's 14 grams of pure alcohol or 0.06 fluid ounces but it's, it's the same amount. So that's why you only get a little bit of that 80 proof and you can have 12 ounces of beer and a little less of wine. So I love that 
you know, so the guidelines say one drink for women, two drinks for men with just right there is quite eye-opening because I think, and I think there's even a definition of binge drinking, um, which what is the definition of binge drinking real quick? So binge drinking is within two hours, roughly two hours that um, gals have four and guys have five. Oh, in two hours. You have five drinks in a two hour period. That's considered a binge. Um, and girls four for us and that's that's a lot of drinking right especially Um, when you consider the amount because when when people say a drink i think that when you're i'm glad you initially out of the gate specified the amounts because when people say a drink you know a five ounce pour of wine what i would love for everyone to do as after they're listening to this or maybe as they're listening to this is go into your cupboard grab a, a glass of your wine of your wine glasses and look at what five ounces, like literally measure a five ounce measure of what five ounces looks like in your glass. And it's probably, well, for me, it's actually a normal pour because I can't really drink that much. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it affects me really readily. So I guess my body has a natural trigger there, but I think like for my husband, that's like half a glass of our normal right. glasses. And depending on the size of the glass, because you know, there's big balloon glasses and there's stemless glasses and they're, they're the glassware is all over the place. So there's no real way of knowing what five ounces looks like until you actually do that experiment. Right. It's really helpful, I think. Um, And yeah. And so, and the same thing with, and my husband's a bourbon drinker. He thinks of it in terms of fingers, how many fingers, you know, of, of bourbon is he going to put in his glass? And I guarantee you it's more than three tablespoons. Three tablespoons, right. (laughs) Well, especially if you're not measuring. So that's one of the things for holidays you know, think about measuring, you know, use that measuring cup to mark off or, you know, get a visual on where on your glass, your favorite glass, that five ounces is. And another tip that I love for, especially over the holidays is alternate, have a glass of wine when you arrive at the party or you're there for Thanksgiving. And then your next beverage, make it be a non-alcoholic one, you know, hydrate because hydration is always good. And it just kind of, you know, pushes out the time frame because I think that's why people have a tendency to drink too much is because you're there for hours and hours. Um, and so you want to have something to drink. So try the every other, um, at least if you're a guy <laughs> and you can have more than one. Yeah. And actually, um, I think there's so many more non-alcoholic options now that are really appealing. So, I mean, besides, I think it's lovely to have a glass of sparkling water with lemons, put it in a wine glass. So you don't feel like you're just drinking water, you know, um, and even wedge a lime in there. So no one thinks that, you know, like, Oh, come on, have a drink. Cause you sometimes get a little bit of pressure, but a sparkling water with a wedge of lime looks like it could be a gin and tonic. Totally. And then if you're having a party, if you're the host, really consider creating some kind of non-alcoholic cocktail that's delightful that you can serve people as well, just to help support people on this. Cause some people may be coming to your party that don't drink alcohol at all. And then at least they have something also special that they can feel festive. And you say, get into the spirit of responsible drinking. And I think the word spirit is critical there because yeah, we're talking about measuring and, oh my God, just one drink. How am I going to budget that out? Honestly, I think that (laughs) to myself, how am I going to space that out over a night? Um, But but I think the option of making it festive with other options, other types of beverages is really great. 
exactly. Use fun things like pomegranate seeds and, you know, like there's things to make it festive. Rosemary, you know, garnishes that are herbs or, um, you know, just kind of add some nice flavor. And I think another thing for hostesses, make sure there's always food at the ready. When you start serving alcohol, food needs to be there. You should really never drink on an empty stomach. And of course, you shouldn't drink and drive. Right. Um, be responsible. So let's talk about I mean, so this is the idea of moderation. So this idea of moderation is basically what you're saying is responsible drinking. And it's looking at these, um, not only the amounts, one drink for a woman, two drinks for a man, but also um, the quantity within those glasses. So that's really key. And you talked about being an advisor to the Dispilled Spirits Council, which if you could just tell us a little bit more about what that is, and then also tell us about their standarddrinks.org, because yes. it's really cool. I was just on there and there's a calculator on there because honestly, I feel like, let me just back up one second, because I feel like who's going to be at a party measuring their drink? I mean, please, that's going to be just a drag, right? Right. So I think the idea is to familiarize yourself with what this looks like in a glass, in your home at least, so that you have an idea before you go to a party, so that you're just really educating yourself and coming to that place where you can make decisions based on a point of knowledge. So in terms of that knowledge, go into your kitchen and measure what three tablespoons of bourbon looks like measure what, you know, well, you know what a 12 ounce beer looks like. Cause it usually comes in a bottle. That makes like it that. easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also check out the standarddrinks.org. So please tell us about the distilled spirits council, what they're about and this website. Yes. So, you know, the beverage alcohol landscape is so diverse and there's so many new products. And I think what the distilled spirits uh, organization is trying to do is just help people understand how to navigate and they came up with this standarddrinks.org and the calculator because while most standard beers are going to be um, the same, the craft beers are much higher in alcohol. So to understand moderation, you really need to know about alcohol by volume. It's, it's listed on the cans as ABV. And while a standard beer has 5%, ABV. Um, some of these craft beers have 10 and 12%, but you won't know that unless you're looking at the label. So it's really important. I think probably the most important thing about moderation is understanding what the ABV is and also the ounces. And so if you wanted to calculate, okay, I, I just got this, let's say a hard seltzer or a wine spritzer or a canned cocktail, and it's 16 ounces. And it says 8% ABV. So if you want to figure out how many drink equivalents that is, you can use the calculator and they'll do it for you. But it's a really simple math or you can use your phone. So you take the 16 ounces and you multiply it times the 8%, which would be 0.08. And you divide it by 0.6 because remember, it's that six grams of alcohol um, per equivalent. And that will tell you how many drinks it's a, that particular can is equal to. So my example of 16 ounces at 8% ABV, that is 2.13 drinks. In one so can guys, of that hard it. seltzer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's a hard seltzer. I mean, and some of these canned cocktails, um, we, we, they're, they're perfect for the beach or for picnics or going out. We 
bought a bunch of them uh, or somebody bought a bunch of them, not me, because I wasn't looking at the ABV. And all of a sudden, one of our guests drank one with a straw, we're on the beach and got sick. I mean, it was two and a half, the equivalent of two and a half drinks in one can, drinking in the hot sun, drinking with a straw because they taste like soda or some, you know, some yummy kind of beverage. And it really went right to their head. I mean, it's, it's probably close to binging in such a short period of time. So you really need to know and look at what the um, ABV is of everything you're drinking, and especially this new landscape. I mean, most beer, regular beer is about the same, light beer is even lower. Wines, um, wines are calculated to be 12% alcohol. You'll notice some of the richer red wine, some Zinfandels will be up there to 14 or 16%. So that means you, you shouldn't really even be drinking five ounces. You need to drink less to keep within that uh, standard drink equivalent. And happily, champagne is usually lower in alcohol. Yes, so. it is. <laughs> don't think I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, but I but, think we should also talk a little bit about the calories because, I mean, coming around the holidays now, I mean, we all need to sort of button up and, and be mindful of what we consume. Like um, uh, one and a half ounces of spirits is under 100 calories. I, I would say between 100 and 150 calories. The beer is 150, wine's about 120 at those appropriate um, um, amounts. But once you start mixing in uh, mixers, a pina colada, a 6.8 ounce, so not even an eight ounce glass of pina colada has more than 500 calories. Oh, that's lunch for me when I'm on the beach, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I mean, I'm sort of kidding. (laughs) But now something like a Bloody Mary, which you're using tomato juice, which is, you know, lower in calories and and actually nutritious. You only have 120 calories in like a, a, a short one. So. Think about what you mix with your alcohol um, and those mixers and also the garnishes that they can really add up. And, you know, certainly you want to um, try to be aware of those calories because drinking too much leads to weight gain as well. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the um, dangers of drinking too much. So we, but actually I need to pack up one minute more because I really appreciated your sending or you're letting us know the math behind the alcohol by volume. However, there's no way I'm doing math in my head or even on my phone at a party or whatever. So I do think it's great. Like if you have a new favorite drink, if you're loving the hard seltzer cans or a particular brand of whatever, go on standarddrinks.org and just put it in their little calculator and just educate yourself. It's so, so cool. And if you want to do the math in your head and impress your guests at a party or, or, you know, do that, then that's great. But I love this calculator thing. I think it's really handy. Um, But I do, I do want to talk about, so we're talking about moderation and, and it may be a struggle for a lot of people. I think, I mean, even when I'm not a big drinker, but when I think about like, whoa, I'm going to keep to one drink. Is that realistic for me? How am I going to do that? Um, But one of the motivating factors may be really understanding the repercussions of drinking too much. And of course we know the next day after we've drank too much, we feel horrible. So there's that immediate just sense mm-hmm. of feeling horrible. As you say, there are the, the energy uh, input, the calorie aspects of it that you know we wind up potentially putting on weight when we're drinking too much. So nobody really wants to do that. That's not, that's not helpful. Um, what are some of the 
maybe short and long-term adverse effects of drinking too much? Well, first of all, there are people who shouldn't drink at all. And if you don't know whether you're one of them, and I'll give you a list of who they are, you should check with your doctor. So if you can't control how much you drink, um, it's really difficult. So you might be somebody who needs to abstain. If you're not legal drinking age, if you're pregnant or want to become pregnant, if you're taking a whole host of different kinds of over-the-counter or prescription medications, um, certain medical conditions, and if you're someone who needs to drive or take part in any kind of activity that requires skill, coordination, alertness, you should not drink. So, you know, keep that in mind. Check with your doctor if you're worried about it. But if you, if you overdrink, I mean, the, the consequence, potential consequences really depend on your lifestyle. So, for example, when we talk about the health benefits of alcohol, it's actually, you know, you can reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease, all-cause mortality, but it's in the context of a healthy lifestyle, meaning that your diet is healthy, you're getting regular physical activity, you're not smoking, you're at a healthy body weight. I mean, you can even reduce the risk for type 2 diabetes. So there's all kinds of benefits when you do it within reason, but yet it's also in the context of that healthy lifestyle. If you're, life, if you're drinking and smoking, I mean, you, you have increased risk for cancer, you have it, you, risks for liver disease. So you, you really want to follow the guidelines, um, you know, for the most part, because otherwise you start to, you lose the benefits and you start having risks to your health from, you know, liver to uh, different kinds of uh, throat, lung cancers. So it's, um, it's complicated. It's not as simple as, you know, you have one too many, it, it can cause X, but um, it, it certainly can fit into a healthy lifestyle if you have this, this nice, um, nice dietary pattern and you get exercise and all the good things. Yeah. I, I think that context, I'm always talking about this on this show and in all my work, because context is so key. You know, we talk about is X healthy, is Y healthy? Well, is kale healthy? Well, sure. But if someone is only eating kale for seven days straight, yeah. <laughs> the, the last thing they need is kale. So I, I, it, context is critical. And that's such a great point. And in the context with alcohol, um, so making sure that's why you say also have alcohol with food. I think that notion of having it as a complement with food, it slows you down in terms of your drinking. Um, and then there are potential benefits with blood sugar, as you say. So tell us more about that because you have a really great paper actually that just came out. And this is really exciting. So the um, Dr. Amanda Berger who is the vice president of science and research at uh, the Distilled Spirits Council, and myself wrote an article for the peer-reviewed, it's called ADCS, it's the Association of Diabetes Care and Education. It was just published last week, November 1st, um, and I'm going to give you the link so that it's on your website for people to pull it up. We even got the cover story because it's so important about responsible drinking. So for people who have diabetes, um, the alcohol consumption is a factor in managing their glucose and their health outcomes. So it has to fit into dietary patterns. It's very critical that they work it into their, um, their diets. 
there was a 2019 consensus report on what should the nutrition therapy be for adults with diabetes or even pre-diabetes. And essentially, it's the same as the dietary guidelines, up to one a day for women and two for men. But also that, um, that people with diabetes need to know the signs and the symptoms and, and how to manage hypoglycemia after drinking alcohol, especially if you take insulin. So just understanding what those signs and symptoms are and how important it is to do your glucose monitoring after you drink alcohol so that you don't have that hypoglycemia risk. So the big point here for people to understand is that alcohol actually reduces your blood sugar response. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. And so food is really an important aspect here, making sure that, you know, you, you, have, you, you can have that glass of wine with your meal and assuming that the meal is according to your dietary pattern and uh, your meal plan, it's fine. It's, um, but you still need to be aware of what are the signs and symptoms of hypoglycemia. That's really important. And actually I have, you know, a genetic predisposition to high blood sugar and I need to eat, you know, with a very conscientious eye toward keeping my blood sugar steady. So it actually is comforting to me to know that if I have a glass of wine with my meal, I'm actually right. maybe helping myself in that way. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing I wanted to add is that um, we're going to start to see more information on alcohol. Right now, it's voluntary. And so having serving facts, you won't find them everywhere. You're seeing them. You see the ABV on canned cocktails and like the hard seltzers. But we would love to see that more and more of the alcohol, whether it's the spirits, beer, and um, the wine and can't ready to drink beverages, that they all have nutrition information on the label so that it makes it easy for people to understand how many calories am I getting? How many calories per serving? Is there carbohydrate, proteins? You know, not unlikely that there's too much protein or fat in a drink, but still that there will be a some sort of a, a label direct or a code. And hopefully by June of 2024, the distilled spirits and, and all of their members have committed to making sure that their products contain the serving facts information. So this is a, a great, a great, helpful, useful tool for everyone besides the ABV to know a little bit more about the, what they're consuming. Do you think that labeling will include how many drinks equivalents it, it would be? That would be really uh, great no, if it was just... That's a good, really good point, Ellie. I wish that it were. And, and this is sort of an outcrop of the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health to just try to help empower consumers to healthier choices. But I don't think it's going to because it's not, it hasn't been identified um, as yet, but I think that would be brilliant. Yeah. Then people wouldn't have to worry about doing any calculations and trying to figure it right. out. That's right. That this this can equals 1.2 equivalent drink equivalents. That would be fabulous. All right. So well, we'll, we're gonna we're putting we'll it out it there. <laughs> <laughs> we're putting it out there in the world. So this is terrific. Absolutely. Great. And so just to wrap up here, I think it's a critical thing to just be mindful. Be mindful when you're drinking. Don't let there be the disappearing beer or somebody continually re refilling your glass. Really be aware of what you're drinking. Do those measurements in your kitchen. Check out 
standarddrinks.org. And remember, it's one glass for women, one drink a day for women, two drinks a day for men. And Kathleen, remind us again, what is one drink? Okay. Equivalent. equivalent. A drink equivalent. So for 80 proof spirits, which is what most of them are, it's 1.5 ounces. That's three tablespoons. If you're drinking beer, it's 12 ounces. That's easy. It comes in a can like that most of the time. And for wine, that's where you have to be careful to make sure you measure five ounces. But don't forget to check the ABV or the alcohol by volume on the ready-to-drink beverages and even on your wine um, and if you're drinking craft beer because it could be higher. And one last thing I just want to add, Ellie, is that we talk about moderation. We talk about the health benefits, but there's no reason to start drinking alcohol if you don't already to gain these health benefits. You can gain the health benefits through a healthy lifestyle, exercise, eating, um, eating a healthy diet. You don't need to add alcohol if you don't already um, enjoy um, having a cocktail or a glass of wine with your dinner. And I know I said I was wrapping up, but actually when you say health benefits, we talked a little bit about the diabetes and reduction of blood sugar potential and, and the risks of that if, you know, when you're taking your blood sugar and measuring that and people should check out the article, but what are some of the other potential benefits of drinking alcohol? Again, you shouldn't start drinking just to get these benefits, but just so we understand those a little bit better. Right. And, and, and in the context of a healthy lifestyle that, um, you can have health benefits um, and scientific research has shown that moderate alcohol consumption, it's associated with a reduced risk of cardiovascular disease, as well as all cause mortality, even a reduced risk for type two diabetes. But remember, you need to have a healthy dietary pattern, get regular exercise, don't smoke, be at a healthy weight to, to get these health benefits. You need to have basically that healthy lifestyle. Well, how nice to know that it fits in. Yeah, and it can fit, that's, and it, that's news. I love my wine. <laughs> yeah, and we can fit it into our beautiful celebrations and just fit it in smartly and be <laughs> mindful and enjoy and enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, enjoy the holidays um, while drinking responsibly. Um, Kathleen right. Zellman, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate your wisdom. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays. You too. Thanks for listening. I hope you're inspired to get into the spirit of responsible drinking. It is just so important. Join me next time for another one real good thing.